The following podcast is part of the Joy Road Media family. Enjoy. Counselor Lauren Jewell. And I'm your least favorite camp counselor, Tish Delano. One of these days I'm going to get used to that. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question for our campers. Yeah. How do you guys prepare your hot dogs? Oh, God. This was a, this was a discussion we had today. It got a little heated. I, uh, so I can't digest beef and, uh, and I gave up pork because why not? And so I haven't had hot dogs in a good six or seven years. So I bought some vegan ones, which, I mean, hold your gagging. Oh, you're <laughs> going to bring them over because they're very tasty. I, I will bring them over because if I don't like them, then I'm just going to leave them here. Right. Like there are no Kogels, <laughs> which I'm very biased, but that's different. But I, you know, we were talking about making them and Lauren says, yeah, so like, you know, I can boil them. And I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, boil? I'm going to boil vegan hot dogs? <laughs> Absolutely not. And then it got into, we got into a big discussion, pulled in a few coworkers about how we eat our hot dogs. I like mine steamed or grilled to the point of brown, but not, you know, black and charred. Mm-hmm. I am team boil, if that is my only option. I do enjoy the grill. Steamed is also good. Like, if I can get a Home Depot hot dog from that mm-hmm. hot dog cart, I am a very happy woman. And then we both were grossed out when our coworker Jeff announced that he likes his microwave. Gross, Jeff. (laughs) Sir, sir, you make your whole house stink like hot dogs, first of all. Second of all, like, that's uh, unacceptable. Right. We can do better than that. We're about to have a real people kitchen at this new building. And I swear to God, if he microwaves a hot dog in that kitchen, (laughs) that's going up on the wall of banned foods along with fish and cabbage soup. Oh, cabbage soup is good. Um, But not in the microwave. Not in the microwave. So speaking of hot dogs, hot dogs remind me of Kogel Vienna's. Kogel Vienna's remind me of Werner's. Werner's reminds me of Blue Moon ice cream. These are all things you can get in the beautiful state of Michigan. Ah, pure Michigan, home of some amazing podcasts like Camp Creep Podcast. And Beer Beer with Buffy. And also Ale Ale with with Angel. Angel. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Lauren turned me on to that podcast when we were doing research for how we wanted to approach this podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm hooked. I mean, I'm a I'm a hardcore Buffy fan. And Big a- same. Yeah, and Angel and then Dollhouse. Anyway. <laughs> so Beer with Buffy slash Ale with Angel is hosted by Josh and Rex. And I, I don't know if you guys can figure this out by now or not, but I am extremely proud of my state. I love it here for the most part. And you could say you're smitten with the mitten. I am smitten with the mitten, <laughs> which was a failed podcast I tried to do. <laughs> it still exists somewhere. Somewhere. However, Josh and Rex are in Kalamazoo and we're over here in Detroit. But yeah, they're a super good time, especially if you watched the series or if you've never seen it. You can also just straight up listen to them and you'll figure it out. Oh, yes. In my in my spare time, I listen to them on my hour long commute to work. And then uh, usually at night, like if I get some time alone, I'll like throw on a Buffy episode. So I'm I'm, I'm a little ahead of them. But I mean, I've seen the whole series oh, oh. multiple times. 
far too many an embarrassing amount of times no such thing (laughs) i can't believe i've spent that much time watching tv but i have (laughs) that's all good that's all good ready to go creeping through the crypt i am super ready to go creeping through the crypt and i have a curiosity with the creep for you Ooh, all right hit me i also realized while editing all these episodes i don't think i've been consistent (laughs) with what i keep calling this segment and it's fine it'll it gets the job done. All right, Camp Counselor Tish. Yes. Did you know that the oldest taxidermied creature is a crocodile in Italy huh. that used to hang from the ceiling of a church? Huh. I'm not super positive. I think it said the year was like 1534. I wonder if they thought it was a dragon. <laughs> I I think they knew it was a crocodile. It's not the only one. Apparently, it's a thing. Of hanging crocodiles from the ceiling of your church? Or at least having crocodiles in churches? I'm not oh. sure, but it, it goes with it. What's that thing? Like, uh, like I'm the Countess of Cockroaches. It's when you got the C or, like, a letter in the letter. Oh, alliteration? Yeah, it's got a little re- <laughs> Crocodile church? Crocodile church. That sounds very culty. It, it does, but isn't that what all religion is? That is very true. Sorry if you're religious. So this is Season 1, Episode 6, Collection Completed. And this is your synopsis. Jonas has been working for nearly 50 years and was forced into retirement. Now he has to spend time at home with his wife Anita and all of her furry friends. Retirement isn't for everyone, and Jonas finds himself a hobby taxidermy and he knows just where to begin shenanigans ensue and everybody gets what's coming to them and uh for those who want to watch along at home and haven't seen this episode or maybe it's been a while i just wanted to give a little bit of a trigger warning for animal abuse and spousal abuse it is this is not a good episode and it makes me cry i mean it it's a good episode in that, like, I mean, it's well done and mm-hmm. um, it's well written, it's well acted, but it's very, like, oh, it's a, it's a hard one. So we start with an extreme close-up of the Crypt Keeper. Looking into those baby blues. They're so lovely. Dreamy. He wants to introduce the audience to his pet, Peeves. Pet! That's a really cute dog. It's a taxidermied snarling dog. He's smiling. Yeah, smiling. And uh, the camera pulls back and we see more Crypt Keeper feet. Oh, we do. There's even more feet on the DVD that I'll have to show you after this. (laughs) It's like he's begging for a wiki feet page. (laughs) Somebody's going to do it for you one day or I'm going to have to go down that rabbit hole and research it. Right. So then we get into the story. The story opens on a dark and stormy night inside of a suburban home. We see some birds, a fish tank full of fish, some cat figurines, and one of them, when they zoom in on it, it looks just like my baby Phoebe. Aw, Phoebe! We'll have to get a photo of Phoebe and post it one day. Yes. We'll, we'll get, we'll do the duo photo. So, first a uh, flag for, I have here for animal abuse. Those fish are way too big for that fish tank. She needs a pond for she those really kinds of does. fishies. They were, uh, those were some big fish, and I'm mm-hmm. um, not in a very big tank. And I know I'm not a fish person, but I, my landlord is, so I know there's like a certain ratio of like the size of the fish to how much water they need, and it all goes into like the oxygen and stuff. So, yeah, no, don't, don't put big fish in a little tank. Yeah, they even say, the traditional sized fish tank that mm-hmm. we all think of, like 
Oh, the bowl? Yeah, the bowl. Oh, yeah. The That's even too horrible. small for a betta fish. Yes. And betta fish, they're so tiny. Yes. And this, the shape of a regular fish bowl is not conducive to, uh, for oxygen production. I can't, I can't remember the exact science, but yeah, don't use fish bowls, guys. Don't abuse fish. Don't do it. We see Anita come out of the kitchen with a beautiful looking cake. I would really like to eat that for dinner. <laughs> but instead, we had Taco Bell because yes, we're we celebrating our last episode of this season. Woo! And the dining room is all decorated for a retirement party. It turns out it's a surprise party. Her husband, Jonas, is retiring today after 47 years of working for this company. Mm -hmm. She tells the party guests to be quiet because he'll be home any second. She thinks that he's home, so she runs out to the living room. She opens the door, and it's a kitty. A soaking wet orange kitty, and he looks all sad and cold. And I mean, she's only human, so she brings it inside and immediately begins loving on it. I immediately connect with Anita. Totally. Anita is a precious bean, and she must be protected. I actually have that note here that says, <laughs> Anita is, and in all caps, precious. Yes, I want her to be my grandma. Right. Second grandma. I love you, grandma, if you ever listen to this. I love you too, grandma, in case you ever listen to this. She won't, but <laughs> love you anyways. So there's a pounding at the door, and it is a very grumpy Jonas, and he's got his arms full, he's got a box, he claims that she shut the door in his face, and listen, oh. I have watched this multiple times, I watch when she closes that door, he is not there. He might be walking up the sidewalk path, but right? no, he he's not there, sir, you are a liar. He's just looking for an excuse to be a dick. So she tries to help him with his box of stuff, he refuses to let her help, he steps on the new cat and falls over, and grumpiness intensifies. Mm-hmm. Uh, fancy-ass hammer falls out of the box and Anita picks it up and she's like, oh, what is this? And it's what he got for his retirement present. Yes, the dude a- worked for 47 years mm-hmm. and it doesn't even tell time. <laughs> it's a big old gilded hammer and I was trying to figure out why. It took me like on my third viewing. It's because he works for Suntime Hand Tools. That's oh. why he got a hammer. Yeah, I couldn't figure out the first couple. I was like, why? Why? What? <laughs> That makes a lot more sense. It does. I have also watched it numerous times. Never realized <laughs> that. So thank you. You're welcome. Also, did you catch the part where he says he worked six days a week? For 47 years. No wonder, like, that informs a lot about this episode mm-hmm. where they seem to, like, know nothing about each other. <laughs> right. But what I thought was interesting is already Anita is trying so hard. She is. She is. Uh, so as we get into it, he reveals that he was forced to retire. It was a mm-hmm. mandatory retirement. I wonder why. Right. When I say this dude is a massive asshole, like, that's an understatement. He is Toxic masculinity to a T. Oh, think of like that crab, like the crabbiest coworker you've ever had and multiply it by like 50 and that might be touching on this guy. Mm -hmm. So Anita guides him into the dining room for his surprise party. He sits down at the dining room table and he loses his shit because he sits on a squeaky toy. Which is apparently a cat toy. Do any of your cat toys squeak? No. I mean, I have ones that make noise, but none that squeak. Yeah. It looked more like a dog toy. I agree, but I remember they called it a cat toy. Yes, because she specifically says that the cats all know that that is Jonas's chair and they would never 
Never leave ever. their toys on his chair. Jonas sitting on the squeaky toy leads to this massive tirade of verbal abuse towards Anita. Like he just screams at her. You and your animals, god damn it. Yeah, and he's just uh it's so oh it's so upsetting to like listen to. He's very good at it, I will say. Yeah, props to your acting, sir. You are a real asshole. Yes. And he then starts insisting that she get rid of the new cat because quote unquote as of tomorrow, you won't be lonely anymore. I don't want Yikes. that. No, Yikes. thanks. I- run, Anita. Run. Run. If you are listening to this, and this is starting to sound like your partner, run, run, run far away. Don't look back. I mean, the look on her face when he says that he's now going to be home all day, every day, like, I, I that says it all. Like, she generally looks both excited and terrified, terrified at this concept. Oh, poor woman. And then he just blows off the party because he wants to go to bed. I mean, my inner grumpy old man is like, yeah, valid. <laughs> it's true. Uh, today we're actually recording like at least an hour earlier than usual. Oh, I'm so psyched. It's so exciting because I'm that so means we're going to go to bed on time. Oh my god, I love nothing more than climbing to bed at like 9 or 9.30 and just uh, laying there and like playing on my phone and watching something on TV until I like pass out at like 10 o'clock. I know. lovely. I don't know how I'm going to return back to normal life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go out. I want to be a grumpy old lady. Yes. So after he's stormed off to go to bed she goes into the kitchen where the guests were hiding says so sorry but daddy's called the party off and all of these animals there's (laughs) dogs there are cats there are birds flying around and the cats what there's a guinea pig there's like i didn't notice the guinea pig but i love it on the kitchen table and they're all wearing like party hats also impressive Nobody uh, is attacking the other one. I was feeling very, like, I was like, I was, Anita, we are soul sisters. Mm-hmm. This is my future. <laughs> Minus the screaming husband. The next morning, we have day one of Jonas's retirement, and it is going exactly like you might imagine. Oh, he freaks out that she had turned off the alarm, and he's like, I'm going to be late. And she's like gonna be late for what? And reminds him that he's retired. He doesn't have to do shit. So he goes to relax. She tells him to sleep in as much as he wants. And I will give him credit. He does try. And this was an incredibly relatable moment. He tries so hard. And every time he opens his eyes, it's literally still 831. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I feel that. Except mm-hmm. change the clock to like 531. Oh, no. On, on a, a Saturday. Saturday. Yes. And I'm like, son of a bitch. It lasted a whole 30 seconds for him. And then he got out of bed. Yes. And this next part is also incredibly relatable. Um, you've been you've been lucky enough to live alone for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a house where there were four of us sharing one bathroom. Oh no! I was previously married, so and we had one bathroom. And currently, I live with my fiance, and we have one bathroom. <laughs> when I bathroom scheduling, yes. Bathroom scheduling. I had that with my old roommate, but it it helps. It's you have to like, especially men in their poop schedule. I want to poop like a man. <laughs> right. If I'm in the bathroom for more than ten minutes, he comes knocking. It's like, is everything okay? Are you feeling okay? Meanwhile, he's in there for an hour and a half. He's got the phone charger in there. I have witnessed it. (laughs) Yes, he's got the phone charger in there. In the winter, he's got the space heater going. Oh, my God. Yeah, no kidding. He turns, like, the toilet into a luxury spa. I love you, Steven. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So they're having this awkward dance around the bathroom. She even tries to get him to, like, bond with her by 
brushing their teeth together. Right. And this is where she fucked up this morning. She compares him to a rabid dog. And it, it just it just gets more and more awkward. They're bumping heads. They're reaching for the same towel. And the entire time, he's making it very clear he has to poop. But he's not saying it because that's, I guess, not polite or something. I don't know. If I'm in the bathroom and you've got to poop, just like be like, listen, please get out. I have to poop. I will flee very quickly <laughs> like to give you time to poop. Seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, she, like, she goes to take a bath and he's like, I need you to get out. <laughs> But he doesn't want to say it because he's poop shy and he doesn't know how to communicate. He says, I have to sit down. And she like she got it eventually. Like, oh, no, I'll leave. I'll leave. You have your space. But look at that. All he had to say was, I gotta take a dump. Right. Get the fuck out. Communication, guys. Communication goes so incredibly far. I would say that should be the main takeaway of this episode. And we're maybe five minutes in. Right. So cut to Anita cooking a big ass steak. Oh my God, it looks so good. I don't even, I don't eat eggs. I haven't eaten beef in like seven years. But yeah, that did look like a very delicious looking steak. I could smell it. That's how much I wanted that steak. (laughs) I am the meat eater in this relationship. Yes. A refreshed but still grumpy Jonas thinks it's for him and turns out (laughs) it's for one of the dogs. A burn on Jonas. And he gets a bowl of Oprian cereal instead. To be fair, he is older. I'm sure his doctor has ordered him Mm -hmm. to eat healthy. Bran is really good for people of that age, of the advanced age. Helps prevent colon cancer. While he is sitting down, he mentions that he hasn't had a free day since he was 17 years old, which means he probably worked on his wedding day. Yeah, that or they got married on that Sunday. I I would believe it. Right. The way this man is. Right. Zero um, doubt. So he just loses his shit once again. Verbal abuse. He's coming at her for her pets, and she tries to justify them because she says they're her friends. Right. She's the only company she's really had for yeah. 47 years. His justification is, okay, so I've been a little busy in the last 47 years. Do you even hear yourself, Jonas? Do you hear yourself speak, sir? You are the problem here in this household. So the problem. And then Jonas tries to fight a fucking crow. First of (laughs) all, leave my crow friends alone. They will fuck your shit up. Uh, I love crows. They're very They're shiny. They're my friends. They don't know it yet. I am constantly trying to be that person in the neighborhood who has a yard full of freaking crows. That would be nice. So far, all I've gotten is robins and blue jays and cardinals, which is nice. But I want the crows. I think we have crows at work. Excellent. <laughs> so he, Jonas, then uh, carries on with his day. He makes himself a little workshop in the basement. And that's where we meet Roy. I love Roy. <laughs> and I'm going to wait until a little bit further down this episode but I I have a fan theory for you. Okay. Roy is absolutely precious. So cute. So clueless. He's a fellow retired neighbor and he just wants to come over and get to know, you know, the new retiree. Since obviously Jonas has never been around. It's true. I also think that Roy is on edibles or is high (laughs) as fuck because, yeah, Jonas is an asshole. Yeah. And then Roy's just like, I got you this model airplane kit. It's really cool. Yeah, but Jonas would rather do yard work, and he's got some menacingly large gardening shears. Mm-hmm. So they cut to the backyard, and it's full of cats. 
It so is many kitties. Paradise. That's my future. Um, and the cutest little bulldog I've ever seen wanders in, and Jonas yells at it until it runs away. Is Again, it? red flag. Jonas is the human. That's the word I'm looking for. Embodiment. Yes. Jonas is the human embodiment of Red Flag Manor from the last episode. Oh my god, that says he's, so much. He's so he's just one giant red flag. The dude screams over anything and everything. He hates animals. Red flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just oh god, I hate Jonas so much. So while Jonas is working on this tree trimming project, I guess <laughs> he's complaining to Roy about Anita and all of her pets, and Roy's like, "That's." That's normal, dude. Yeah, That's all the time. It's kind of weird that you didn't notice. Like, you're married to her. Makes you wonder what the hell he did on Sundays, his one day off. Like, Sounds like he just napped. Yeah, but yeah, so he seemed to have no clue that she's basically the Dr. Doolittle of the neighborhood. Roy even says he once saw her with a squirrel on her head. Oh, I love that. Oh, I do too. And then Jonas calls them tree rats. <laughs> oh, I mean, they kind of are. I'll kind give him of that. Are. They're kind of, but I also like rats. True. And to be fair, I like domesticated rats. The ones that live in my garbage can and like to scuttle across my feet and scare the shit out of me in the dark. Those ones I don't like so much. What are your thoughts on mice? Because we totally had one at work the other day and it was so cute. I love mice so much. I, I love all things like furry, big and small. I'm, mm. Yeah. So Jonas absolutely slaughters this tree. Can we just talk about that for a second? Yeah, uh, that wasn't a trim. That was a straight up buzz cut. Right? Like he takes this tree down to basically the trunk. I also don't love that he goes to the same tree every time he goes outside to do yard work because there's so many other trees out there like that bush over there that's that's not a shape make it a shape right there's so much more he could be doing so then we got cut to lunchtime and anita makes him a quote-unquote tuna sandwich oh she makes it with cat food on accident it happens it's in a can see that's why i buy mine in the little foil packets that's also good and then we get to meet jonas it's the little bulldog. And they meet each other, and human Jonas, not super cool with this idea. No, Anita says she named the bulldog Jonas because he reminded her of her husband. A bird. Because it's got a grumpy face. Right. To be truthful, I will say the bulldog kind of looks a little more like Roy than Jonas. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Secret I wouldn't be shocked. Get yours, Anita. Get yours. Okay, so now I'm going to say it. This is what I want. Okay, yeah. I want Roy and Anita to run away together and have a pet sanctuary (gasps) because they are by far a better match. Oh, yeah. And this is what I want. Yes. So then we cut to Jonas watching TV, but he can't escape the animals. This is what I noticed (laughs) when I had the closed caption again. First of all, he watches a special about a woman claiming that the spirit of Elvis is in her Doberman pincher. Mm -hmm. Then a news report about cougars eating the homeless. Oh, no. (laughs) Then an episode of Lassie. Lassie. Yeah. And then he turns the TV off at that point because he's over it. There is no escaping the pet. 
sense. No. Then he starts coughing, and Anita thinks it's a hairball. (laughs) Anita, honey, I love you. You are my favorite character this season. But read the room, baby girl. (laughs) Oh, I just love her so much. Jonas complains that he has a headache. He asks for some aspirin. So Anita brings it to him hidden inside of a brownie like he's a dog. But I think that's really clever. I do, too. Because, Tish, swallowing isn't for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) He complains, I'm not an animal. I'm a human being. Well, you act more like an animal than a human being. So that's how we're going to treat you. So then we cut to Jonas in his workshop, sharpening his shears very menacingly. Mm -hmm. Roy comes back downstairs trying yet again to get him into a real hobby. I think this was another model airplane. It could have been a train or something. I think it was a plane. I think he said it was like a bomber or something. Oh, that's cool. I guess. And Roy, being the logical, (laughs) chill one that he is, suggests they just have a talk. Communication. Yes. Communicate with your wife, Jonas. You freaking asshat. Mm-hmm. So we then see Anita in the kitchen having a heartfelt conversation with someone, opening up the lines of communication, and it's the orange cat. <laughs> but they're going to try again. <laughs> they are. Jonas witnesses this. And instead of saying something, he just goes outside and takes all of his rage out on those poor trees. Uh, and then... Anita comes outside bringing him some lemonade or something to drink while he's working on, yet again, trimming the same goddamn tree. Mm-hmm. And she tells him twice, twice, that she is cleaning the fish tanks. Yes. And that she's a little busy inside, so be careful. Yes. And then the orange cat comes up and does what cats do best. Fuck shit up. Just sticks its little paw right inside the pitcher of lemonade and just whoop. Right off the table. It's impressive, though. Like, that cat, that cat knew what it was doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Phoebe will jump up, make eye contact with me, and then dip her little frickin' paw in my glass. Yeah. I'll wake up in the middle of the night to Lego drinking from my water. (laughs) Like, just my regular cup. Like, okay, well, I'm tired. I'm not getting out of bed. I'm gonna drink it anyway. I mean, if you're a pet owner, you have consumed more of your pet's hair than you could ever imagine. Oh, that's actually the uh, secret seasoning to my dinner I made you last week. (laughs) The secret sauce is Mm -hmm. cat. He loses his shit and he tries to kill the cat. Not okay. With the shears. Um, A little bit of overreaction there, Jonas. Mm -hmm. And he ends up in like their little pond. Yeah, it turns out they do have a pond, so I don't know what the fuck those fish were doing in the tank. But it is gross, because he comes out and he's covered in black muck. And then he walks in, and I notice they have cream carpet, and he's still wearing his shoes, and he walks up the stairs covered in that cream carpet. He is ruining everything. Why didn't you just stay outside and hose yourself off? You probably have a hose. Common sense. Not that common. And he kicks her out of the bathroom, jumps straight into the shower, and is like, Ah. Much better. And then he looks down. All of the fishies are swimming <laughs> around his feetsies. In the tub. And he has yet another meltdown. I thought the next part was a little strange, just pacing-wise, but I also really liked it. Anita is in the kitchen knitting, and Jonas pops in, dressed to the nines. Yes. And says he finally found a hobby that he wants to try, 
and he has to go get some supplies. Yes. So Jonas trips on one of Skippy's dog bones, wipes out in the kitchen, and he's eerily calm. calm. Yeah, it, it definitely chills you to your core because you're like, this isn't right. This man will scream at her over anything. And to go on with what we really feel like needs to be happening in this episode, the quickest turnover scene-wise, Anita and Roy are hanging out together in the backyard talking about Jonas and all of the animals. Yes, and Anita confides in Roy that he's been super happy for the last few weeks with whatever hobby he's been doing in the basement workshop. Mm Kind of sus. A little bit. Red flag, like you said. Yes. It goes down into the workshop to ask, where's Skippy? Have you seen Skippy? What about the other Jonas? And he says, oh, Jonas? Yeah, I think I saw him out back. So she goes upstairs. She looks out the back window from the kitchen. And oh, look, it's Jonas. So she runs outside because she's so happy to see him. But Jonas isn't moving. He's standing very still. Mm -hmm. And then his eyes start flashing and blinking because there's lights in them. Human Jonas is using a remote control to make the eyes flash because... Human Jonas has taxidermied dog Jonas for he, uh, his quote-unquote new collection. He also has it so where Jonas, human Jonas, sorry, we have to differentiate yeah, now, yeah. is able to control the wagging of the tail of the doggo Jonas. I do want to say that for somebody who just started taxidermy like a month ago, mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's clearly very dedicated to his uh, new hobby. Mm-hmm. That's when Anita started to re- starts to realize that something is very wrong and she has not super fucking wrong yeah so she goes running around looking for Mew Mew because that's the latest one she can think of she runs to the living room the kitchen in her bedroom she looks underneath the bed for Mew Mew and she finds a squirrel a taxidermied squirrel and she freaks the fuck out she screams and then she runs down to the basement and she's demanding Jonas to tell her where is Mew Mew And you can see that he has literally turned all of her pets and basically every living animal from the neighborhood Mm -hmm. into uh, his taxidermy nightmares. I mean, that place literally looks like the basement of a serial killer. He reveals that the final piece of his collection is Mew Mew. Thankfully, Mew Mew isn't dead yet. No, he pulls the cat out of the box. Yes, and he tells her he's going to chloroform Mew Mew because it doesn't allow the muscles to tense up. You know, and I will say this. I support the next decision Anita makes because this is truly... This is valid. We support you. When I, even for one second, put myself in her shoes, like, I almost had a total breakdown. My pets, they're my children. Yes. Um, You lay a hand on my cat, my dog, I will kill you. I will always put my cats above any relationship. If you're allergic to cats, sir, ma'am, friend... I'm going to need you to take pills or get the shot. I am not getting rid of them. Steven is allergic to cats. And when I moved in, I had Booger and he was very like, "Ugh, I just don't like cats. Mm -hmm. He goes, if we're going to be together, this is probably going to be the only cat we're ever going to have. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) nice try. It took 
about three months of having a cat before he brought Phoebe home. And so he brought her home. That he wasn't even you. Her home. Yes, he was like, uh, I may have gotten us a second cat. I'm like, what? So yeah, and he's always cuddling with cats, and then he complains after he's like, I can't breathe. I'm like, well, because you're allergic. Maybe don't like rub your face on the cats. We can't help it because they're so cute. Mm-hmm. Yes. So can you imagine how more fucked up this episode could have been if they had human children? Jesus Christ. That's. That's I, like an episode of Masters of Horror. To be fair, I probably would have felt less emotional about it. <laughs> yes, I People can defend themselves, I'm animals cannot. I'm a terrible person. I get it. It's fine. But yeah, just the level, like, it's most upsetting as, like, you know, someone, like I said, who, my pets, they're my babies. Also, like, just the level of abuse. Mm-hmm. Like, that is so abusive to take, you know, something that your partner holds precious and dear and to kill it and, like display it in such a fashion horrifying yes so anita reacts reasonably and she grabs the gilded hammer that was his retirement present off of the wall and she bludgeons him to death as he deserved this is the first time this season that a lady killer uh-huh. killed correctly yeah i dare say yeah yeah no she blasted him and yeah no that that's uh, yeah i i give anita my full support here the closing scene. I love the closing scene. It's I, great. I need to ask you your thoughts about yeah, it. Sure. So the next scene is the last scene and Anita is watching television and Jonas is sitting in the other couch, but we don't see his face, yes. but she's so happy and she's talking to him and yes. then the door rings and Roy lets himself in and Roy's like, oh, how's it going over here? And <laughs> she reveals that she has taxidermied Jonas. Yes. And the way Roy's face is, was that a face of excitement slash happiness or was he so scared? Oh, he was terrified. I mean, to be fair, just looking at Jonas's taxidermy face, you know, clearly Anita hasn't had all the time and practice that Jonah has had. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's looking pretty terrifying. His eyes in particular scared me. Yes, his eyes are absolutely terrifying. I'm going to argue that point. I think he was excited because now they could run away together because there's no more stupid Jonas. You're just trying to validate your theory. (laughs) That's all you're looking for. I like romance. (laughs) Yes. And we'll end this on a fun statistic. Post-retirement divorce rates. Oh, shit. Yes, this is super I fun. This up. I've heard about this of like when couples retire and they suddenly have to start spending time together, especially like, you know, some previous generations that suddenly like, oh boy, I don't like you anymore. The post retirement divorce rate, which is ages 50 and up, has increased by 109% from 1990 to 2015, Shit. according to the Pew Research Center. Oh my god. I wonder what those numbers will look like in a couple of more years when they research that again because oh, of the pandemic. Pandem- oh, I I imagine across the board pandemic divorce rates. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Well, hello, my friends. This is CK from the Marths and Monsters podcast. Join me, my companion Finn, and my occasionally satanically possessed cat Ray. Puny models as we investigate the real truths behind some of the most wonderful creatures you can imagine. Are trolls really that thick? Or is it just bad press? Are leprechauns really drunken bums? Sort of. But there's a lot more to find out. All you need to do is tune in to Mirths and Monsters podcast with me and Finn. Till next time, slancha.
their good health. On to our favorite segment. Who's that cool? We have a female director. Yes. Finally. Yes. Right? Uh, I think first one. Yeah. Yep, cool. First one of, yep. First one. Um, so this was directed by Mary Lambert. So Mary Lambert's directing credits were quite interesting. She's mostly known for directing music videos, like for Madonna. Like she did Like a Prayer, Material oh, wow. Girl. Yeah, she did some iconic Madonna videos. Janet Jackson, The Go-Go's. Then she switches to uh, movies and she did Pet Cemetery, the 1989 one, <gasps> the good one. It is the good one. I will die on that hill. Come mm-hmm. for me. And then, unfortunately, Pet Cemetery 2, not the greatest movie. It's watchable. It's not. Eh, it wasn't it's, the worst sequel yeah. I've seen. For you youngins, she also directed Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, I, I was too old for the whole Halloween Town thing, but for I don't you, remember them either. Yeah, for you Disney adults that are really into Halloween Town, that one's for you. And her little fun fact is she is the first female director of a Sci-Fi Channel original movie. She directed 2011's Megapython versus Gatoroid. Fan fucking fantastic, starring 80s icons Tiffany and Debbie Gibson. And then we have Jonas. Jonas was played by M. Emmett Walsh. He is well known for playing assholes. I I bet. Yeah. Is he still alive? He is still alive. Okay. Um, I bet he's a sweetheart in the real world. I would like to hope hope so. Please. Please. Um, He is known for starring in one of my favorite 80s horror films. I have, I mean, all all of my, almost all of my favorite movies are 80s horror. I have yet to hear you say anything negative about horror movies from the (laughs) 80s and I'm waiting. So he was in Critters, uh, the classic Harry and the Hendersons. It's about a family that they find Bigfoot, and Bigfoot comes to live with them. It's great. Oh, maybe I do remember it's that great. one. Um, okay. he, he was in Free Willy 2. Uh, he was in Romeo and Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann one. Is that the with musical? Leo. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the musical one. Leo, yep. He's also the voice of the Cosmic Owl in Adventure Time. Amazing. Yes. And his little fun fact is he did an ABC after-school special called The Woman Who Willed a Miracle and the ABC Weekend Special, which I remember the after-school specials. I do not remember the weekend specials, but this one was called The Adventures of Con Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn with Drew Barrymore. I don't think I want to watch that. It's about two young girls that, like, thwart a robbery or something. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. ABC was just absolutely milking that whole specials thing uh-huh. back in the day. Anita was played by Audra Lindy, who's most famously known for being Mrs. Roper in both Three's Company and the spinoff The Ropers. Yeah. I watched Three's Company. Yes. I wondered why she you, looked familiar. Yes, you get this reference. Oh, I yes. do. I cried when John Ritter died. Oh, me too. Yeah, Three's Company was a huge part of my childhood. So, yeah. She was also in the horror flick The Relic, which um, oh. if you've never seen it, just read the book. It's it's much better. <laughs> I think that's actually behind you on my bookshelf. Yes. She sadly died October 16th, 1997 at the age of 79. Oh my goodness. That was maybe less than 10 years when that episode was recorded then, I think. Yeah. Then we have Roy, who was played by Martin Garner. He was in the Twilight Zone movie. He had a reoccurring role on Night Court. And uh, his fun fact, I love this so much. He was in, um, he was in an episode of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, the TV series. 
And he played Mikhail S. Gorbachev. That is a fantastic name. That's what that is. One of my favorite things to do once I found out the Super Mario Brothers live action show was streaming was to partake in some of the uh, jazz herb, mm-hmm. or jazz cabbage, yes. and uh, watch the Super Mario Brothers live action show. That sounds like a great it's weekend activity. Fantastic. Sadly, Martin Garner died September 28th, 2001 at the age of 74. Aww. I don't know why I'm surprised when you tell me all of these actors have passed away because yeah, yeah it adds up goodness all right so i guess it's time to to decide did we like this episode or did we not like this episode i loved this episode it still makes me cry to this day even though i've seen it a plethora of times but i know my cats didn't appreciate this episode <laughs> yeah. and they watch it with me i re- like this was a very well done episode mm-hmm. it was well written well acted even though it's incredibly upsetting i mean like i said you know when you're talking about you know spousal abuse even just verbal abuse you know it's animal still abuse. abuse yeah animal abuse it's a very difficult subjects to handle with and somehow like tales from the crypts it it's not dismissive of any of it and i think it helps that you know he gets his comeuppance in the end oh yeah you know so no i give it two severed thumbs up i love it i think yes. that's the is that the first time you've given two severed thumbs up <sighs> it's been a couple of weeks <laughs> I have no idea. I'll listen back. Or, hey, better yet, if you've been paying attention to the severed thumbs up and severed thumbs down rating system, Mm. leave us a review and Mm. let us know the number. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes. Here's the thing, everybody. (laughs) That was the season. That was episodes one, two, three. Four, five, six. Of Tales from the Crypt. Yes. And one last very serious note. If any of the behaviors that you were hearing sound familiar, like something that you are currently going through, or someone that maybe a friend or family member is going through in their relationship, we just wanted to leave a resource for you, the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Their website is thehotline.org, or you can call 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. They also have live chat on their website, or you can text START to 88788. It is free and confidential 24-7. This episode may be a work of fiction, but abuse is not. was created by Steve O'Dockerson. Our logo was designed by Tish Delano. The show is produced by Lauren Jewell and Tish Delano and edited by Lauren Jewell. You can support the show by subscribing to us on iTunes and leave us a review. Creep Creep it it real. real.